On this edition of the Iowa Business Report. So as businesses look to expand and create more opportunities, lowering that burden will be absolutely critical to that. The 2022 Iowa Legislative Session went into overtime, so you're excused if you don't recall everything that was accomplished. In this edition of the program, we'll talk about tax reform that changed the business climate and learn more about the wins the biofuel industry achieved under the Golden Dome in Des Moines. And in our business profile, you'll hear about a new fitness facility that is closely tied to a nearby health center. This is the Iowa Business Report for the second weekend of June 2022. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com. Here is Jeff Stein. A lot of attention was focused on the protracted end of the Iowa legislative session, to the point that it might have been difficult to recall some of the groundbreaking measures that were passed earlier in the session. Joe Murphy is executive director of the Iowa Business Council. I asked him to outline some of the major actions from a business standpoint. At the top of that list has to be the transformational tax reform package that was signed into law on March 1st. This is a five-year runway or so for all of those things to be implemented, getting down to a 3.9% individual flat rate tax for all Iowans, getting the corporate tax rate down to about a 5.5% flat corporate tax rate that will take a little bit more time than the five years. But all in all, we're very excited about what that business climate will look like. And then from our own perspective, we rank Iowa as uncompetitive from a tax policy standpoint to within our competitive dashboard each year. We were 38th in individual and 38th in corporate index tax index this last year. With these changes, we expect to really climb that ranking list over the course of the coming year. So we're excited about that. Our businesses are obviously excited about those opportunities. But I think more importantly, I think Iowans really benefit and win in this scenario. We've had a population issue in the state for some time. Lowering that tax burden will hopefully allow people to want to stay in this state. We'll give our corporate recruiters and HR specialists across our member companies and other organizations the opportunity to go out and recruit more people into Iowa. So we're excited moving forward. And that's just one piece of it. You know, obviously there's elimination of retirement tax income. There's other pieces within that as well, but we're particularly excited on the corporate and individual side. Credit to the legislature and to the governor for understanding that these issues matter. The governor had corporate tax reform within her original plan when she gave her condition to the state address back in the second week of January. You know, it took a little bit longer for the House and the Senate to work through their process, but they were blazer focused on that individual side. And in our organization, the Business Council and, and many other business associations, we conveyed a message of let's take the opportunity to address both issues. They are both very uncompetitive platforms for Iowa, and we might not get another opportunity with the budget being so good and such a great place and policymakers on both sides of the aisle willing to address this. Keep in mind, 
again, that this passed with bipartisan support, Republicans and Democrats. And so taking advantage of those policy windows, those opportunities in which to get some complicated things done is really important. But especially on the corporate side, you know, just on the rates alone, we were 47th out of 50 states from a competitive standpoint. Just three years ago, we were dead last. We had the highest corporate tax rate in the country. So as businesses look to expand and create more opportunities, lowering that burden will be absolutely critical to that. It's a great headline, the ultimate point of where we'll be with the flat tax for individuals, the lower corporate rate. So it gives your members something to use right now, saying this is what's going to happen. But for those who have worried about the sky falling, there are triggers in all of this. That's why it is tiered out. It's not that next year all of a sudden my taxes are going to be dramatically lower And that is a safety valve, is it not, so that the state can afford this if, heaven forbid, the economy goes in the tank? You're absolutely right. Yeah, on the individual side, it's phased in over five years. So there's a long runway there for the legislative policymakers to adjust if necessary. We don't think that they'll have to based on current projections of revenue. And again, the state of Iowa continues to come back much more quickly from a revenue perspective than any other state with respect to the pandemic. But on the corporate side in particular, there are specific guardrails in place that the rates will not be lowered unless revenue targets are met. And that target is substantial, $700 million annually in corporate receipts. So that would be the tax money that corporations pay into the system. And that's only been achieved two times in Iowa's history. And so it's a very high bar to meet. But again, I think speaks to the prudency of what the legislature wanted to do and the governor wanted to do to make sure that we were protecting our budget priorities, but also protecting the services in which those budget priorities ultimately go into. So we're excited about that. We think that it's good policy and we're optimistic that the state will hit those thresholds and see that rate ultimately draw down. It will just take a little bit longer as a result of those targets. But again, that's good policy. There's some safety netting there. I think it's been about the last nine months or thereabouts that the state has focused away from unemployment benefits and shifted the mindset toward re-employment assistance. And there were certain things that the governor could simply do within the uh, Employment Services Department, but there were certain other things that the legislature had to do. So this was part of a broader package. Give me your sense as to the Iowa Business Council's stance on how this has all evolved and how it might help enhance the workforce and the overall economy. Right. So we're very strongly in favor of of the changes that were made on the unemployment insurance benefit programs. You know, we understand some of the concern around that, reducing the overall available weeks for individuals to receive those payments. But keep in mind, we went from 26 weeks of unemployment benefits down to 16. So said another way, we're reducing a six-month unemployment insurance opportunity down to four months. And that's still a a long and significant period of time to receive those benefits. And also what I'd like to remind folks on is that unemployment benefits should be a bridge between employment and employment. It should never be a long-term sort of situation. Obviously things occur, plants close, and we were able to keep solid those provisions. But in an economy where we have more jobs than people looking for jobs, We need every available body to go into the workforce as possible. We're still down about 55,000, 60,000 people from our peak labor force gross number than where we were in January of 2020. So we need every available Iowan to be entering into that workforce, being a participant in the labor pool. 
and engaging in economic activity. And so we were supportive of those changes and also appreciate just the change in perspective that, you know, look, six months is probably too long of a time period from an unemployment benefit standpoint, lowering it down to four months really modernizes the system in a good and healthy way. And again, it sounds bad at the face level to say we're reducing the number of weeks of benefits, but there was the other half of that, which was the reemployment training. And as I recall, there was a period of time where you got no assistance from job service when you started getting the benefits. And you might have wanted help with resume preparation or training, etc., So now you get that from day one, it just makes much more sense to get someone who's eager to get back to earning a paycheck, get them the help they need to get there. Yes, absolutely. The state will be case managing individuals on an individual basis, not like in some giant program or Zoom call, but on an individual basis back to employment. So whether it's retraining, whether it's resume help, whether it's, you know, finding additional opportunities in their area. There are people assigned in the Iowa Workforce Development Office to case manage this situation, these individuals back into employment, which to your point, Jeff, is is something that's completely different from what it was previously. Previously, individuals on unemployment were left to their own volition to try to figure this out on their own. And obviously, that's not a winning formula at all for success. And so the state recognized that they need to be better engaged on this. and, And the resources are in place now starting this last January, January 1 of 2022, where they will take much more time to help people get into the job market, get into employability opportunities. So that's that's a great thing. And that's a huge, huge difference. The state could not have done the unemployment insurance reform without simultaneously doing the case management aspects as well. Joe Murphy of the Iowa Business Council. We connected via Zoom on Wednesday, June 1st. More about the organization online at iowabusinesscouncil.org. Still to come, legislative action on biofuels. And we'll profile a new Cedar Valley gym targeting a hospital's staff and patients. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. Imagine a fully restored 1971 VW bus. Now imagine yourself behind the wheel. Wow, movie ride, man. It's the Camp Courageous 50th Anniversary Raffle, and someone will drive off in that classic VW bus. Go to CampCourageous.org to learn more about purchasing a ticket, raffle ticket information, and more at CampCourageous.org. That's really far out, dude. The Iowa Business Report is presented by Advance Iowa Leading Successful Business. Innovation, growth, and transitions. Search for Advance Iowa on LinkedIn and Facebook and get more at AdvanceIowa.com. Additional legislation passed this session will benefit Iowa's biofuels industry. I asked Michael Dolch, Director of Public Affairs for the Iowa Soybean Association, to outline some high points of the session from his group's perspective. I think a couple top-line issues that will impact soybean demand and support price structure going forward, number one being the Iowa Biofuel Access Bill. That was a legislative initiative led by Governor Reynolds, introduced shortly after her condition of the state, long supported by Iowa soybean farmers to increase soybean demand, demand for that oil. It's the number one feedstock for biodiesel production here in the state. So 
really positive movement on that front, going to continue to drive demand and, again, put Iowa in the driver's seat going forward on the nation's leading biofuels policy. So really thrilled about that. And that legislation also provides some significant funding for uh, renewable fuels infrastructure as well. So putting in blender pumps, uh, updating, modernizing underground storage tanks, helping the delivery to the consumer at that fuel retailer location. Listeners may recall in 2021, there was similar legislation that would have standardized and set minimum blending requirements on the biodiesel side. However, that effort fell short in 2021. We spent the past 18 months, our farmers in the room with fuel retailers, the governor's office, and different legislators thinking through and refining our approach and came out with a more incentive-based approach. So providing the fuel retailer an incentive to offer and sell, hopefully at a lower cost, likely at a lower cost, to the consumer. So at the end of the day, it's a win-win for both the farmer who's providing that feedstock, the soybean oil, and also the consumer at the pump, who in this time of inflationary fuel prices will have an opportunity to purchase at a lower cost. We have a long history of helping farmers in a comprehensive you know, soil water stewardship planning and management. This year, really pleased that lawmakers at the Capitol fully funded a lot of the water quality programs that support Iowa's nutrient reduction strategy at the Department of Ag and Land Stewardship. And then some folks may also know that Iowa State administers and and helps set up, dating back to 2004 discussions on a more regional basis, the maximum return to nitrogen calculator which is a tool that allows farmers to really think through and and calculate what uh, nitrogen fertilizer needs to go on which acre and how much and and what that price point looks like. And the legislature allocated a million dollars for FY23 to help modernize that calculator, bring in additional data sets. Iowa soy and Iowa corn and others will play a role in updating the data behind the scenes and then allowing farmers to input what they're doing on their farm and therefore making the right stewardship management decisions at the right time. Coming up, eliminating excuses for not working out. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. Where can expanding businesses find certified shovel-ready sites, the lowest water and sewer rates in Iowa, and excellent incentives for new construction? Why in Waterloo, of course. Eight industrial and business parks, including the new Air and Rail Park, make Waterloo the smart choice for growing companies. With advanced additive manufacturing and smart automation programs on the TechWork campus, Waterloo is building a skilled workforce ready for hire. I'm Mayor Quentin Hart, inviting you to Waterloo. Come for a visit, stay for the great quality of life. Look us up at cityofwaterlooiowa.com. Support for the Iowa Business Report comes from the Iowa Business Council, a nonpartisan nonprofit organization working to elevate Iowa's economy through leadership, research, and advocacy. Learn more and review the latest competitive dashboard data by going to iowabusinesscouncil.org. In our business profile, we'll introduce you to UpFit, a fitness facility located on the north end of Waterloo, which is open 24-7, 365. The UP in UpFit has a double meaning. In addition to increasing your fitness, UP also stands for Unity Point, the hospital which is located nearby. Kate Bargman and Megan Timmons are two of the owners of UpFit in Waterloo. Megan Timmons explains how it came to be. So our new business is in Waterloo, and it is called UpFit. We are partnered with Unity Point, 
So Unity Point and then two doctors and then our gym, the LLC of our gym is Improving Lifestyles. We are actually the Gym CrossFit Kilo based in Cedar Falls. We all partnered together and essentially opened a 24-hour access facility in Waterloo that's kitty corner from Allen Hospital. And Kate, how long did it take to actually get from the point where you folks decided this would be a good thing to do to actually opening the doors? It was actually pretty quick. We decided we were going to do this probably within the last six months, I would say. We said, yes, let's do it. From there, we had to do the total build out of the building. So, I mean, when we walked in there the first time, it was sand in the floor. So we had to, you know, do the total build out of that. So that actually took a lot longer than we anticipated. Overall, it's come together pretty quickly. What need does this fill? What was not being served in this market? We've always seen kind of a disconnect between people suffering from different diseases or struggling with knee, ankle, hip issues there. So kind of building the bridge between healthcare and exercise and nutrition, I think globally, that's always been a need. So we're hoping we can start bringing that here to Waterloo and hopefully expand maybe someday in the future. Megan, 24 hours. There's no excuse, is there? If, if I said, I don't have time to get to a gym or I can't fit it into my schedule, well, you've taken that off of my uh, list of excuses, haven't you? Yes, and that's a big need for a lot of the doctors and nurses. They all work different shifts. Some of them get done at 3 a.m., some of them get done at noon, you know. So with schedules being so different, we wanted to offer them the opportunity to be able to work out according to whatever works with their schedule. Convenience is a huge thing that people look for. Having it right across the street from the hospital, where hospital staff, along with people who need to be in the hospital, you know, if they're looking for, they need treatments for osteoporosis or they need treatments for maybe they have a torn ACL, something like that. We wanted to make it very accessible to them and very convenient for them to be able to get there also in terms of the time frame. So, you know, they don't have an excuse that they can't get to the gym anymore. And I suppose too, if you're someone who has a family member who is at the hospital for an extended period of time, there's a lot of wait time and you offer a variety of different membership levels. So literally somebody could come in, buy a daily membership, buy a monthly membership, whatever fits. Absolutely. Just making it as accessible as possible. So yes, we have daily rates, we have weekly rates, we have monthly rates. We actually have a yearly membership for anybody who wants to commit to that as well. So just trying to keep it easily in the palm of their hands, right across the street where anybody can attend, no matter their level of fitness, their experience. We have cardio machines, we have free weights and dumbbells and plenty of things in there that no matter the fitness level, hopefully somebody can walk in feeling extremely comfortable in there. So Kate, that's fine that you've got all of that equipment, but what if I have no idea how to use it? You actually have a staff of personal trainers separate from the gym membership, but Again, you've taken away my excuse that says, well, I don't know how to do this. You folks can help out. Absolutely. We do have a manager on staff. Her name is Bree Nutty. So for someone that's maybe not sure if they want to join yet or not sure if that's the right thing for them, they can set up a free consultation with her. She can give them a tour of the gym and kind of help them find maybe they need personal training. Maybe they need some nutrition coaching. We have people on staff that are able to put together a personalized program for you and work one-on-one with you. We do offer group training as well if you're more comfortable in maybe a little bit of a group setting between three and five people. Otherwise, yeah, the nutrition coaching as well. But you don't have classes like we see other places. This is very much tailored to the individual or small group as opposed to having to adapt my schedule to fit whatever grid you folks might offer. 
Right. Yep. This gym doesn't hold any classes. Again, you could set up the small group training and that would be between you and your trainer. Maybe if you wanted to set up a regular schedule that way. Our gym in Cedar Falls, we do have a a class-based schedule there. So that's an option too. So how do you divide, Megan, what you do in Waterloo as opposed to Cedar Falls? Is there a thought that at some point one will, I don't want to say specialize, but perhaps do certain things the other one doesn't? The courses seems to be a distinction. Are there other thoughts of how to make one facility different, or is there just enough business that both can thrive? Both can definitely thrive. I mean, we have plenty of people in the Cedar Valley who are looking for this kind of thing. Like Kate mentioned, in Cedar Falls, we have more class-based training. What we do over there, we have like an XL program, which is specific to athletes, young athletes. We have the CrossFit side of things, which is just general health and fitness kind of interval level training. And then the facility over in Waterloo, like we talked about, is more 24-hour based where people can come in and do their own thing. So our place in Cedar Falls is a little bit more of the class-based people come in. They love that environment and that atmosphere to be challenged. The people in Waterloo or the people going to our Upfit location are going to have the opportunity to kind of do their own programming if they prefer or if they would like, then we can do more programming for them. But that's going to be really tailored to their goals because everything's going to be one-on-one or that small group aspect. So There's plenty of people and plenty of need in the Cedar Valley for this. We specifically think Waterloo is going to be a great location to get something like this up and running and just get people more focused on their health in general. And then in addition to, like Kate said, helping people who are struggling with arthritis and osteoporosis, more medical specific things that are going to help them maybe recover a little faster if they do have to have surgery or potentially not have to have surgery at all because we can get them a little bit healthier, maybe help with weight loss and get a little stronger and not have to have surgery at all. Kate Bargman and Megan Timmons, two of the owners of Upfit in Waterloo, a 24-hour gym facility. Learn more online at upfit.fit. We spoke in Waterloo on Friday, June 3rd. And that brings us to the close of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. In the meantime, you can listen to all or part of today's program by going to totallyiowa.com and clicking on the radio programs link. We're also found on all the major podcast distributors, 19 now in all. The Iowa Business Report is presented by Advance Iowa, leading successful business, innovation, growth, and transitions. Search for Advance Iowa on LinkedIn and Facebook and get more at advanceiowa.com. We welcome your comments. Send them by email to radio at totallyiowa.com. I'm Jeff Stein. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a prosperous week. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com.